Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right, all right. I know we've probably all been there staring at our little one who's refusing to eat their meal. And whether this is a one-off situation or maybe it's been days, if not weeks, of feeling like they're eating practically nothing, we're all just wondering why is this happening? So today we're going to break down five reasons why your little one isn't eating. All right, you guys, quick word from our sponsor, and I am so excited to introduce you to this app. If you don't already have it, you don't already use it, I'm so excited to partner with them because today's sponsor is the Baby Led Weaning Meals app. You've probably heard me talk about this app before because this is the app that I wish I had with my son when we started Baby Led Weaning. I was so nervous and really uncertain, and this app would have fixed all of that for me. It's a free app, but if you unlock the paid version for just $1.99 for your first month, you'll get access to monthly meal plans, monthly, that go by age, tell you exactly what to serve if you want to use it that way or simply get inspired. And by the way, I planned this entire month's menu for you with some extra special seasonal faves. So definitely check that out. Plus, you will get access to their food guides that tell you exactly how to cut up or serve foods to your baby in a safe way. These are a game changer, you guys. There are pictures, there are examples, and even recipes that go along with those foods as well, especially for allergen foods or kind of those tricky foods that you just don't know how to serve baby in a safe way. Plus, you'll get access to an archive of 350 recipes, well, actually and counting, of baby-led weaning-friendly recipes that you can search and filter by things like include veggies or it takes less than 15 minutes to make. You can even search by vegetarian recipes and so much more. It is truly a game changer right there at your fingertips. And of course, a starting solids guide to help you get all the basic so you start to feel more confident. Having this app at your fingertips will truly bring you so much confidence knowing that you're serving a variety of foods in a safe way to your baby. Click the link below to grab this app for just $1.99 for your first month. All right, now back to the show. All right, so there's actually way more than five reasons that might be happening when your little one just isn't eating, but today we're just gonna break down five. And if you like this episode, please let me know on Instagram because if you do, then I will continue to make more episodes like this. Maybe I'll dive into five other reasons why your little one skipped a meal or is skipping meals and will continue to do that. The why behind it is really important. I don't want us to become obsessed about it. We're never gonna have all the little pieces to the puzzle. We're never going to understand completely what's going on inside our little one's head, but trying to put ourselves in their shoes and understanding the why behind it makes it that much easier to solve. 
which is honestly just true for so many things in our life. If we have some appliance or electronic that isn't working, it's extremely important to know why it's not working. Is it not working because the internet's down, because the batteries are dead, because it's not plugged in, because it's not on the right channel, because some hose is disconnected. And once we know the why, it's a lot easier to fix. This is actually why there's an entire section inside Table Talk dedicated to trying to figure out the why behind your child's picky eating in general. I walk you through a lot of the main reasons and then teach you how to identify if this is happening in your child because once we know the why, we can start working on the how. So all that to say, let's get down to the five reasons why your little one skipped dinner. Now, it's just kind of a catchy title. It has nothing to do with dinner. It can be any meal. It could be one meal. It could be multiple meals. All of this is included. And I swear this will all pertain to you no matter what. The first thing that I want to kind of put into perspective as well before we get started on this is a lot of times I get a message on Instagram or I'm talking with a mom in my table talk program and they say something like they didn't eat at all or they skipped dinner, they rejected dinner, they didn't eat dinner. And sometimes when I pry and ask some follow-up questions, a lot of times it comes out that, well, they didn't eat a lot of dinner or they didn't finish their plate, but oftentimes they did take a bite or two or five, or they finished all the grapes on the plate, but nothing else. And so I just want you to be really... um, aware of the verbiage that we use with not only me, if you're coming to me for help or joining Table Talk, but also with your partner, with your spouse, or even in your head of saying they didn't eat anything. Just ask yourself, is that true? Did they truly not touch, eat anything, nothing made its way in their mouth? Or were there some bites, it just wasn't as much as you expected or anticipated, or you know what you would have liked to see? All of that, of course, is just gaining perspective into what's actually happen- happening. And it gives us just a little insight into one of these reasons that may be coming up. So a little bit more on that later, but I just think it's an important distinction that a lot of times when we say they skipped a meal, they rejected the meal, they didn't eat anything, they didn't eat it at all. Sometimes we mean that absolutely, but sometimes we mean they just ate a very little amount and then moved on. Okay, so now let's get into the five reasons why your little one skipped dinner. So number one is they're overwhelmed by the plate. I see this so often. In fact, I was just talking to a table talker who came to me inside the community, inside the membership and said, this is what's happening. My little one, no problem, ate a grilled cheese sandwich yesterday. And then today I put the same sandwich on her plate. She ate an entire sandwich yesterday. So I put an entire sandwich on her plate today and she didn't eat it. She took one bite and moved on. And I just encouraged her to go back to yesterday how much of that sandwich did you put on a plate at a time? And she said, well, I put one triangle on at a time. And as she finished it, I added more. And so what I let her know is that sometimes our little ones are just stimulated, like overstimulated by the amount of food on their plate. They feel really overwhelmed and it looks like this really high mountain they have to climb. Even if you're being really clear that they don't have to eat it, they may feel some internalized pressure. So truly just taking more food off the plate, or rather putting less food on the plate to begin with, 
can be a really effective tool. The second reason why your little one skipped dinner is they might be getting sick, especially right now in this season. We know that flu and cold season is upon us and they might be getting sick. And sometimes the very first sign or symptom of an illness coming on is lowered appetite, decreased appetite. They may be losing their taste, their smell. They may be having extra mucus or throat pain that they're not necessarily able to communicate to you or it hasn't fully set in yet. So this is just a good reminder that especially if it's a one-off situation that they're rejecting a meal, it might be that they're getting sick. Now, no cause for alarm or worry or anything like that. Just keeping an eye on their trends, keeping an eye on how they're feeling over the next day or two and see maybe that was the culprit. And just a reminder here, I do have a in-depth dive on what to do and how to nourish your child while they're being sick on my Instagram. It's a complete like scroll through guide. So definitely go check that out if you haven't seen it. And essentially, I'll give you kind of the highlight is we want to focus on hydration and keeping their meal and snack schedule the same, even though they're getting sick and just knowing that their intake might decrease a little bit. All right. The third reason why your little one skipped dinner is that they might be in a stagnant state of growth. So what I mean by that is a lot of times when we go to doctor's appointments and see our child's beautiful curve of a growth curve, we can tend to think that that's what growth looks like this upward trend that daily they should be growing about the same amount every day. And it's just not true. In fact, growth looks more like stairs than a curve, meaning that they have high rates of growth, you know, for a week or two or a few months, and then it stagnates off and really starts to steady off and be more of a plateau. And then we see larger spikes. And so yes, on a curve where the doctor's only seeing them every few months or even maybe every few or every year or so, you're going to see a curve. But in reality, they have times where they can literally, I've seen this happen with my own child, finish two to three peanut butter jelly sandwiches and some bananas and like pound some carrots. And then all of a sudden they're eating nothing. And you're like, what is going on? This is not the same child. When in fact, it just means that they are in a different state of growth. All right. The fourth reason why your little one isn't eating is that they're simply not hungry. Now, I know this can feel a little dismissive possibly. And the fact of the matter is we don't know if our little one is feeling hungry or full. Eventually, they're able to communicate that to us and verbalize it to us, but we cannot physically feel how they are feeling. So even though we can look at the clock and you know, know from their previous patterns of when we expect them to get hungry, we just can't feel their hunger and fullness. So sometimes it's just the simple fact that they're full or they're just not hungry enough to eat. And oftentimes this happens when we've allowed grazing to take place or maybe they're filling up on milk. And some of it is just simply changing or tweaking our meal and snack schedule. I'd encourage you if you haven't yet to scroll all the way back here on this podcast and listen to that episode dedicated to creating a meal and snack schedule that works for your family. is very helpful in trying to keep this consistent for your little ones so they have time to build hunger and be able to satisfy themselves through eating. All right. And the fifth and final reason why your little one skipped a meal and reminder here, this is not the end all be all. There are more reasons. But the final one that I'm covering in this episode is that they don't like the food options in front of them or maybe they're waiting for the meal they want, not the one that they have right now. 
This is especially true if our little ones have in the past been given an extra meal if they don't eat the one that's in front of them. And unfortunately, this is just part of parenting, having to hold this new boundary, enforce it, be consistent with them. Of course, we can be compassionate and loving with them when this is changing in our home, but this does lead likely to some decreased um, intake of food in these moments where we're changing the boundaries. We're implementing new boundaries. All of this is likely to change how much they eat. So that can certainly be um, one of the reasons why our little ones is skipping a meal. If they don't like the food in front of them, that is their decision. Reminder here of the division of responsibility. We are in charge of what goes on the plate, when our little ones are eating, and where they're eating. And they're in charge of if they choose to eat that food that's been provided. And if they choose to eat it, how much? They're also in charge of how much of it they eat for the most part. So this is really important to keep in mind that as long as we are doing our job, and this does include, I always recommend at least one safe food option at every meal and snack, as long as we're holding up our end of the deal, it is truly up to them to tune into their hunger, tune into their body and eat until they're satisfied. Now, I know that that might make a few moms uncomfy to think of our child choosing not to eat, even though we know they're hungry. And here's what I have to say about that. It's not a perfect process, but our little ones can never learn what true hunger feels like and how to tune into their body if we don't let them experience the full range of hunger and fullness. Unfortunately, you can't just tell someone what it feels like to be hungry and tell them to eat to avoid it. Hunger is a natural phenomenon that we actually want to allow our children to feel and understand in their own body. Now, a quick tip that I have here is, like I said, as parents, we're in charge of what's on the menu, what gets served, what foods come into our home, all those sorts of things. So typically what I do is if there's kind of a lull or a um, a few meals in a row that they're just not eating. I might just change my menu around to have what I call an out of the park home run meal planned for them. What this means is it's filled a little bit more than just one safe food for them. It's maybe a few safe foods. Maybe it's even some favorite foods just to kind of see what the real culprit is. And this is really helpful in knowing if they're not eating because they don't like the options in front of them, or if they're not eating because they're not hungry, or if they're not eating because they're sick, or even if they're not eating because they're just not growing right now. All of these things kind of come together to help us understand the why behind the action. Once we understand the why, we can become not only more compassionate and understanding, but we can also make a plan to better help our child set them up for success so that they can eat, fill up their bellies, feel satisfied with food, try new things, and feel truly safe at the table. All right, you guys, I hope you liked this episode. I really liked this episode. I think this could be a really great series to start working through. So let me know if it was helpful for you. I would love to hear it so that I can create more episodes just like this one for you.
If you're not already, please subscribe to this podcast so that it downloads to your phone every week. That helps podcast creators just like me. So does leaving a written review. So if you have an extra minute, it's completely free to you. Scroll on down, leave a written review. Let me know what you think of the podcast. That helps out me so much, not only to grow my podcast and find new moms to help and to reach, but it also keeps me going if I'm being honest. And I just want to let you know that I am thinking of you. I freaking love you and you are doing an incredible job. All right. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.